Welcome to the We Love Philly podcast. We are We Love Philly. Our mission is to promote volunteerism throughout the streets of Philadelphia and bring back the brotherly love to the city of brotherly love. Each week, we bring an individual or organization that's making Philly a better place. We hope you enjoy and let's dive in. Welcome everybody to the We Love Philly podcast. I would like to start by thanking all of our loyal listeners for joining us again. We have not had a live new podcast since April and we appreciate everyone for sticking around. Today we are interviewing Share Food Program, Annika Washington Johnson. She is the volunteer manager at the Share Food Program. Uh, you can find m- out more about them after the podcast at Share Food Program on Instagram and on Facebook, and also sharefoodprogram.org. On this episode of the podcast, we talk about the impact that Share Food Program has had in the city of Philadelphia since COVID 19 has started. We also talk about how they were able to adapt, change, and evolve to meet the needs of the people that they serve. We also talk about how to take a proactive stance towards hunger in the Philadelphia area. If you like what you hear on this podcast, you can follow us at We Love Philly. Just get, hit us the subscribe button. We're also WeLovePhilly.org. Thank you so much everyone who's donated for our bus you will be seeing this bus very very soon driving around the city trying to make as much change and build as much community as possible and here it is our episode with the share food program That won't be edited out. That won't be edited out. <laughs> no, that would be okay. Keep that in. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the We Love Philly podcast. This is episode one of season, what are we at, two or three, Yadio? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been here for a while. I know. And this, this is our first episode back post-coronavirus. We're finally back in our rec studio. Yeah, give a clap. Give a clap. Give a clap. Yeah. We made it. We made it back. I wanted to just start the podcast first just to thank everyone. Since the last time you saw us, We Love Philly is growing. We just raised $10,000 for our own school bus. We're going to be using this school bus to pick up students, to take them to all these different entrepreneurial activities. We're going to be using the school bus to go to different neighborhoods, to put on educational workshops for people in public places. We're going to do a lot of community good with this bus, and it couldn't be done with all of our supporters. So we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you so much. Shout out to your supporters. Yes. Shout out to the supporters. We could not do it without you. And it just gives us more belief that people understand what education is like in Philadelphia and everyone is ready for a change and they're really putting their money where their mouths are and they're mobilizing and they're supporting the people who they believe can get it done. And we Mm -hmm. appreciate you for believing in us. We are joined today day by the volunteer manager of the share food program <laughs> Annika Washington Johnson <laughs> I thought we weren't supposed to do that yeah uh, we're, we're also joined today by Yadiel Rodriguez uh, we love special guests here you know I'm the special guest right yeah okay yeah special guest we're actually yeah, yeah. interviewing Yadia. Um, plot twist hey I taught you too oh, hey. man students are everywhere sorry I just saw a student outside I taught him and then we are also joined by a new We Love Philly student, Jaitza Hernandez. Hello. How are you? Did I, did I say it right? I've been trying to learn Spanish. <laughs> yes, I, I, I rolled good. my R. Yep. It was close. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Jaitza is a new student and we love Philly. This is her first time at Rec Philly. What do you think? I like it. I like it a lot. It's something different. It, the environment in here is very positive and you can tell, so I like it Yes, a lot. and are you a creator yourself? Yeah, I'm currently opening a boutique um, and I sell beauty products for now, but I want to continue on and expand to clothing and go even further than what I have. Yes. That's well, the entrepreneurial I'm, spirit. Yeah, beautiful. How old are you? Jen? I'm 20. All right. If I was 20, <laughs> I would have hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a different person. Yeah. I would, <laughs> no, but if I was 20 and found a place like Rec Philly and just for you to show up for yourself at 20 years old and just yeah. like go push towards your dream and to meet new people and just put yourself out there, get yourself out of the comfort zone. It's yeah, very I was going to say trying. Yes. It's really out of my comfort zone. Yes. You came last week with me to, to Venture Cafe Virtual and you went to your first networking Network event. Network it, yep. And that was awesome. And I'm super proud of you. Yo, Thank you. Your cafes? Yeah, we yep. did it virtually. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> I missed them. I missed them. Well, hey, I'm, we're here. We're here. You know when they are? Just text me. Just because you're not in class at the moment, Yadio, and you're doing all your other classes, doesn't mean that we're not here for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, like I said, we're in a beautiful Rec Philly podcast studio, and we are here with Annika Washington Johnson. <laughs> you might have seen Share Food Program throughout the coronavirus pandemic. The work that they have been doing is absolutely inspiring. I was first made aware because I was doing food deliveries for a community organization called Young Chances Foundation. Okay. And he has his own community center in Grace Ferry, and he was delivering uh, boxes to everyone in need so we went over we collected a whole bunch of boxes for students at our high school and we went out and we delivered it to the people who were most in need and I saw the share food on every single box yeah. and then I went home and researched it and saw all the news stories so I was like oh wow they have to be our first guest I feel like they have been literally feeding our city during the pandemic and i appreciate you for being a part of it yeah. and i admire you and volunteered last week for mm -hmm. you and saw the whole process and saw the whole organization and i think we fed almost 400 people yeah so share feeds about like 1 million people a month how many uh, 1 million how many zeros is that that's wait is it oh, like, like six six, six zeros oh, that's like seven. six no, it's, it's no. oh my god, it's a seven. Seven, right? No, seven. no, no, six to hundred thousand. You're right. It's about no, because no, one zero zero. No, no. you're six. right. No, I was about to say six. No, it's six. Yeah, one. It's six. One is zero. Yeah. I'm thinking a hundred. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's okay. It's a we lot. just started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or we can edit that out. Yeah. It's all good. No, no, they should <laughs> I'm know. the one who said five. <laughs> they should know I'm not a mathematician. So wait, one, <laughs> one million people per month. People per month. Yes. How do you even track that? Well, we have a, a tracking system and just how big the program is. So we service schools, senior citizens, and then everyday folks. So kind of like what you were doing when you were delivering boxes to just regular citizens in um, Philadelphia, that list, that's just 500 or like a couple thousand right there. That doesn't even include the seniors or our school programs. So wow. it's, it's a lot to keep track of. We're the largest independent food distributor in Philly. Yeah. So that's where I want to start. Mm -hmm. I saw that share food program started as a co-op yeah. in 1986 how do you get from there everyone wants to know that entrepreneurial journey especially in the nonprofit sector for yeah. you to grow that large from just uh starting as a food co-op do you know what a food co-op is no no can you explain what a food co-op is first I think Jaita looked it up what's a co-op <laughs> yeah it's a food distribution outlet organized as a cooperative 
Oh, a cooperative? C-O-O-P-E-R-A-T-I-V-E? Yeah. It says rather than a public or private company, food cooperative are usually consumers where the decisions regarding the production and distribution is chosen by its members. Cool. Yeah. What What's that mean? A lot of word jargon. No, I'll, I'll break it down. So okay. based on what I know <laughs> from a food co-op, and I can only think of, I think it's called Mariposa in West Philly yeah. on Baltimore Ave. So what I think of when I think of a food co-op is people who volunteer to work there, and then when they volunteer to work there, they can get the food as payment. And it's usually fresh food from the market. So they're trading their time for food, and then they also all have decision-making and what happens inside of the market. So everyone kind of has like a piece of ownership of the market. It's not like an Acme that comes in and it's just like, hey, this is how we're doing things. Head honcho at Acme, I run stuff. It's (laughs) everyone has a say, and then everyone trades their time to make the market better, and then in return, they get usually food. Okay. I think. No, so yeah, I think that's perfect. That's said perfectly. And that's definitely not what we necessarily do now. What I would say, though, just from like the nonprofit perspective, kind of the same way how you guys are growing. So how you're getting that funding, the $10,000 for the school bus is the same way that we live and survive through like grants, federal aid and things like that. So really just getting the support of the community and wealthy people who definitely recognize the need and are willing to put their money where their mouths is, like you said earlier, and just building off of that, making those connections, getting sponsorships with big companies like Comcast. If you're going to be in Philly, in our neighborhoods, why not engage with the community and help in any way, especially financially? So that's really, I would say, how the journey takes place, just getting that sponsorship, doing that networking, and finding people that really align with your goal. And with our goal, which is share, is to feed as many people as possible. So like with our senior program where all of that food is USDA provided, we have to follow like certain governmental guidelines. So it's definitely not a co-op anymore. It was cool when we were volunteering, Mm -hmm. we saw that every single box you gave out was 30 pounds. Yes. So I'm trying to do the math if you're feeding a million people a month, Mm -hmm. what, what, how many pounds of food? That's a, a lot. Month. A lot. This is actually a math podcast. Yeah, it's a math <laughs> podcast. So we got a million pounds of food. Jesus. I know, a million people. Yes. Right? 30 pounds 30 per pounds person. 30 pounds per mm-hmm. person. Literally doing the math. <laughs> ah, get the cell phones out. That's like your math teachers are rolling 30 million, 30 million pounds. 30 million pounds yeah, of food. Of that's food. what you're doing now, currently. Yes. Since and COVID that's just started. Philadelphia? Well, that's triple. So, COVID, we've tripled our distribution. And we don't just serve Philly. So, we're in Montgomery, Chester, and Bucks okay. County. So, we're all over the county. So, wow. Philly is definitely one of our priorities. Yeah. So, and um, are you thinking about like, expanding further like, i i can't speak on that but i i think the need is definitely it's there i've had certain um clients reach out who are located in new jersey and then we have to say no and you feel really bad but it gets the wheels turning in your head this is more than a philly tri-state area um pandemic it's 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 global right, right? and if we could reach jersey that'd be great but i can't necessarily say that we will yeah Mm-hmm. I remember during COVID, there was a food shortage. Mm-hmm. Are you getting that food because they're not selling the food? I remember them like making farmers burn food because they didn't want to oh. mess up the food chain supply line. God. And all of these farmers had to waste all of this food. Is that how you get all this food? How mm. do you get... How do we get the food? How right? do you get so many pounds of food? So 
when you came to volunteer with us about two Saturdays ago, that's USDA, so that's coming straight from federal government, okay. right? We also have different partnerships, or we, I would say, collaborate with other major pantries that will donate food to us that we then push back out into the um, city. So it's a little bit of the government, farm-to-table type of stuff as well. The burning of the food is very interesting to me because we're still getting stuff. You've seen the warehouse. That, yeah. that warehouse is packed with food. So much food. So And it, it's coming in every day. So wow. it's coming from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, necessarily the farmers, I don't know, yeah. but it's, it's coming from somewhere. Okay. So how do people partner with you then? Is there a process they can go through? Yeah. If someone's listening right now and they're like, hey, we have all this extra food, we don't want to throw it away. They should definitely just reach out. Go to our, our website, sharefoodprogram.org. Go to contact us and they can reach out to someone in our development or in our food pantry team to set up an appointment and see how they can move forward with bigger donations. Sometimes regular civilians will come in to volunteer and they'll come in with boxes or cans of food. That's not really our style because each program is different. So with the senior program, it has to come from USDA. It can't come from your house. Mm. So they would have to follow certain guidelines if they wanted to donate. Got Mm -hmm. it. We were talking about in class, and you said during COVID, you've actually tripled production. Mm -hmm. So I've been having conversations with people, and you've probably all heard it. You've probably all seen it on memes and everything, right? 2020, worst year ever. No, like, we can't wait till it's over. 2020 is a dumpster fire, right? Uh, But I'm meeting people, specifically entrepreneurs, who are, instead of looking at 2020 as a loss and a wash, they're using it as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And we were talking in class last week about adapting, changing, and evolving. Yeah. Um, to meet whatever circumstance that you face. That's what makes us human. We have the ability to adapt to the environment, to the situation. We can change. Mm-hmm. And then once we adapt and we change, we actually evolve and become a better version of ourselves. So That's it's, a nice quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So it seems like Cher has been able to do that. My question is, how have you been able to adapt, change, and evolve to meet the need that is there now that, what is it, 40 million people are in unemployment during COVID? I Mm. think that's the last time I checked. So how have you all been able to handle tripling your production when it seems like everyone else is struggling right now? I think it's been just a communal spirit. As a volunteer manager, I just come across a lot of people who are coming in because they have free time and they've been greatly affected by COVID in many ways. And it may not even be through food. It can just be through, oh, I lost my job. I need something to do to keep myself afloat and to keep myself positive. So I'm coming here to help you guys out and to see my work, to kind of see the benefits of your work in real time. I promise I'm going to try to answer your question. But I really just think a lot of how we've been able to survive has just been this conscious agreement that we're all in this together. So people just coming out and support, whether it's financial, whether it's physically coming into the building, whether it's doing contactless deliveries, I think we've been able to survive partially because of what you said. If we all can agree that 2020 is a hot mess, once you accept that, you're able to move forward and kind of pick apart and see the silver linings. I think people are seeing silver linings and they're choosing to be proactive and they're putting, I guess, all that, not pent up anger into just something like a better cause and I think share is a good place for that and we kind of a beacon of hope for people I can't tell you how many emails we get about we love what you do keep doing it and for me this is just my job I have to do this but I think 
share for a lot of people just serves as a beacon of hope and they want to be a part of that i have a question so to volunteer how do we get there how do you get there yeah and where do we look oh yeah so once again, um, go to our website, sharefoodprogram.org. We're located on 2901 West Hunting Park Ave. I actually just got a car, so I've been driving to work. <laughs> but hey. I'm from West Philly, so how I was getting there was you hop on the L, get off at Frankfurt, and then catch the R. So it is relatively close and super accessible. And so when you volunteer, is the packing the only way you can volunteer or is there a different way that you can volunteer yes we have um, multiple volunteer opportunities we have remote opportunities where you can make calls on behalf of share just to make sure everyone's information is correct hey you're receiving a box on wednesday can you confirm your address that's super helpful we also have a farm and land opportunity so if you want to do farming harvesting weeding or building plant beds or just getting a better understanding of agriculture you can also do the farm which i honestly i i totally recommend that i think the farm is sometimes underrated please go to the farm and volunteer on the farm you could also do packing you can do contactless deliveries where you come to the warehouse we fill your car up with 10 boxes we give you one route of 10 addresses and you deliver cool. the boxes to actual recipients and wow. that's a right that's a cool way to just see these are your neighbors these are that's people that yep. live right around the corner from you that are benefiting um, from share. I think oftentimes you think of food warehouse and food insecurities, we think of the poorest of the poor. It, it's not that, it literally is your neighbor. So having the opportunity to assist your own community, contactless delivery is probably the best way to do it. What impact has it had on you personally? Like go, going through share food. You said you started in May, right? Yes. So from May to, mm-hmm. what's today? October 1st. October 1st. How many months is that? Yeah, June, July, August, September. So with five months, how are you different? What have you seen? What is your experience? Yeah, what's your experience just being there? Gosh, um, a lot of manual labor. Backstory, my origin story. I worked in the museum world before COVID, and basically I lost my job due to COVID. And I was waiting for unemployment, like millions of, of Americans in March. I didn't get unemployment until like, whatever. So I had to get a, I had to get a new job. I was living in an apartment. I was living off my savings and eventually the money does run out and I'm on idealist.org and I see this position as temporary. And I'm just like, okay, I just need something to get me through until my lease ends. And I have an interview with Kristen, who's uh, my manager and I've been there for five months and it's changed me physically. It's just a lot of manual labor, which you saw. I have my forklift license now. It's in I would care about I now have um, when you started you had 12 inch arms now they're 24 literally like it's I have guns now like it's, it's so bad because like I'll be in the back with volunteers and like, I'll randomly pick up a pallet that weighs 20 pounds they're like oh you're so strong I'm like yeah built for it tough like yeah. it's, it's just like it's just changed me a lot physically but it's also just opened my eyes to just the need I think we all know that Philly's one of the what's it the fourth or fifth largest city and it's growing constantly growing but biggest poorest city in the country yeah the biggest poorest city in the country you're seeing it from a different angle with food insecurity and if we're bragging about how we're feeding a million people per month that's great but it's also like oh my god why don't we have enough food in 2020 and it really gets the wheels turning in my head to start thinking more consciously on how i um 
engage with food too. Yes. So mm-hmm. is is that going to be part of Share Foods' future? Is is there any proactive programming? How do we stop hunger? Mm. Right before it happens, or I'm not sure if if you have anything in the works, or you're not allowed to talk about it yet. <laughs> uh, right. Hush, hush. I'm not sure if we have anything in the works. I'm not sure if Sheer has anything in the background to actually combat hunger aside from, like, meeting the need of hunger. Yeah. So I can't – yeah, I can't really speak on that. All right. Well, mm-hmm. what do you think? If you were running Sheer, <laughs> what, what, do you think, what do you think the move is? Where does it start? Where's the root? Oh, my gosh. I would say I think it starts with pay rate. Minimum wage is still a thing, mm. and it's 7 bucks for whatever reason. Food is expensive. Good food is expensive. You can't talk about go to Whole Foods or Aldi's or something but only be giving people $7 an hour. So I think it starts – with the pay rate and making sure Americans are being paid fairly and getting paid at least, I think, $15, $16 an hour for whatever job they have. Even if it is McDonald's, they still deserve $16 an hour to take care of themselves. Cool. That's what I think. Okay. Yeah. Right. I didn't get too political. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Future CEO of Share Food say, like, I'll, pay, I'll pay you like, if nobody else will. No, I got a question. Yeah. Um, has anybody reacted, came up to you, said some nice things about everything you guys done? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of times. I think something that I've experienced a lot as a volunteer manager, and I'm not sure if it's a good or a bad thing, but people coming to volunteer just to make themselves feel good, but not really making the connection to why they feel good, if that makes any sense. Yeah, you're volunteering because it's really great and we need the help. That's dope, right? But do you understand that this is an actual problem in America, in Philadelphia? What are you doing in your everyday life to stay conscious? So that's something for me as a volunteer manager, I, I appreciate those compliments. Yeah, you're doing a good job and share is this, this and that. But I, I really think in my head, do they understand that this is an issue? And are you just going to come for one day because you want to feel good? Or are you going to keep coming? Are you going to donate? Are you going to tell your friends to volunteer? That was one of my questions. So if I come encounter or somebody else could come in encounter with somebody who needs help, they need food. Mm-hmm. How can we tell them about you and what, what they need to do to be able to get that donation to them? Yeah. Uh, the same thing. Go to sharefoodprogram.org. I want to say, yes, contact us. They can get in contact. Like if they're a senior, they can get in contact with Dan Callahan or John Sadowski, who was a part of our senior our senior program curators. Okay. And they work specifically with seniors that are 130% below poverty line. Or if they're just a regular person who just needs the extra groceries and they want to receive a produce box every Saturday, they can go to sharefoodprogram.org, contact us, and they'll get in contact with someone like myself or my manager, Kristen Lyde Hall, and we'll get them on the program. You said you're a Philly native? Yes. Oh, cool. Born and raised? Yes, West uh, Philly. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, since you are a Philly native, I love to ask this question to Philly natives. Okay. So, when you're interacting with Philly, you're helping the community, you're doing beautiful work. When you go through Philly, what do you see? What does it make you think? And then what does it make you wonder about the future of Philly? That's a really good question. So one of my side hustles is I do DoorDash. Choose DoorDash for all of your your quarantine food deliveries. Check the box for share food. Right. Something I see a lot when I'm delivering food outside of share, there's a lot of little forgotten cities within Philly. And I wonder, have we let 
Philly down. I, I don't think we're ignoring certain issues. I think there's just a lot going on, but sometimes I just feel we've let Philly down. The actual people that need help, these kind of silent pandemics that are happening in Philly, way before COVID, we're just letting them down. And for the future of Philly, I think I just want to see more accountability, more dialogue. And I just want to have conversations about what's really going on. I, I want to see radical change, in-your-face change. And I think that can happen for a city like Philly where bad things happen. I think good things can happen, too. I think it goes back to the how Share Food Philly and yourself adapted, changed, and evolved when you started in May. If I would have told you you were doing this and you were lifting 20 pound. Uh, um, 30 pound. 30 <laughs> pounds? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm selling you and, short. And you've seen those uh, those pallets. They're yeah. 50, 50 boxes on one pallet and they're each 30 pounds. Yes. And you're moving that with a manual jack? Yes. Please. But yeah, you did it, right? <laughs> like, you yeah. adapted, you changed, you evolved. I did. Right? And I think it goes back to what you said earlier with the uh, communal spirit. How mm-hmm. a share food program able to triple their production community? Yes. It was a group of people believing in a common goal and then working together, believing in one another and trusting one another. And it reminds me of what you just said, that there are these forgotten places in Philadelphia. If injected with that communal spirit and having people be there consistently, like you were mentioning earlier, mm-hmm. I think that's how those places start to build up and not get left behind. And that could be some radical action, being communal, being nice to the neighbor, learning who one another are, learning what you like, don't like, being there for one another, being patient with one another. Um, I think that is that radical action that we need in Philly. Do you talk to your neighbors? You know, we greet each other. That's the most about it. Hi and bye. Yeah. (laughs) I don't. You can sit there. you'll, You'll greet them. How you doing? But then kind of that's it like it, yeah. nobody really yeah no I feel no you knows. Yeah. no and it it blows my mind I was with a neighbor the other day we share a backyard with a neighbor mm-hmm. and he came over it was his birthday and we were talking I find out that he has his CDL so CDL is a commercial driver's license mm-hmm. that's what you need to drive a bus we're getting a bus. And oh. I was like, oh, wow. And he's like, yeah, I need a job. I was trying to get a job at SEPTA. And I was like, oh, I have a friend who's a higher up in SEPTA. He might be able to get you a job. And oh, by the way, can we hire you to drive our bus? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> Please. Wow. Yeah. Neighbor. Yeah, right? Neighbor. Like Neighbor. Mm-hmm. Neighbors are one of those things. They're put in your life for a reason. Because if I go back in time and look through all my neighbors, they all have taught me something in some way, shape, or form. There's something there. You have the neighbors for a reason. Yeah. And you're supposed to be communal and you're supposed to look out for one another. And yeah, I've, I've been meeting a lot of my neighbors this year and it's been pretty cool. I well, wouldn't yeah. have thought that because usually same thing, right? Hi, bye. Oh, you got a cute dog. Yeah, right. that's about it. You just <laughs> cut your grass. Like, <laughs> that's mostly all it is. You mm-hmm. just kind of say hi and bye. You greet them and then you say, how you doing? And you're good. And then you keep walking. Like, yeah. You don't. Extend it, right? Yeah, they, mm-hmm. it doesn't stay a conversation. It's yeah. kind of hard to... Sometimes you don't know what to speak about. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. It, sometimes it flow naturally, but then you get to that point where you're like, oh, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> Definitely. All right. But I, I got a question. Yeah. With the coronavirus, has it been harder to follow all those protocols, being sanitary? Because I know those type of things are more harder. Like, you, you had to do it beforehand, right? Mm-hmm. But even now, it's, you feel as though you have to do it more, especially because you get so much volunteers. 
I think it's kind of been the opposite because like the pandemic is something that's omnipresent. It's always there. So obviously I started during the pandemic. So when I came in, it was put your mask on, make sure you sanitize. The problem that I run into is people just get a little comfortable and they'll take their mask off just to like breathe. And you've been in the warehouse. It's just, it's hot. Mm. So it's not uncommon to see a volunteer just pull their mask down for a little bit and you you give them some time you're like okay pull it back up and and I think the culture of the warehouse and its relationship to PPE and especially volunteers it changes based off of society's relationship to the virus even now I find that people are super lax versus in March where you didn't want to walk down the same street as somebody now it's people have their masks down all the time so but we're super strict all the time even with the volunteers we can only have 20 in a space we can only have five over here so okay. we have to follow very strict guidelines so Got yeah, it. we're doing a good job with it we like to call it a segment the trinity of troops if you can go back in time and tell your student your teenage self three things what would you say and why okay three things I was a teenager nine years ago. Oh my gosh. I would tell teenage Annika FOMO, fear of missing out. Don't be afraid of missing out. You don't have to be present for everything. You don't have to always be in the mix and not necessarily a bad crowd, but when I was a teenager, I just always wanted to be in it and around. And because of that, I wasn't as observant as I could have been. Hmm. So fall back and just chill out. You don't have to always be super hype. I would also say failure is cool. It's okay. (laughs) If you fail, it's totally fine. It's not the end of the world. And you can definitely learn from that and just be open to constructive criticism. When I was a teenager, you couldn't really tell me a lot. Now I'm begging for constructive criticism. I think Mm. now the tone has changed where nobody wants to criticize anybody. No, please hold me accountable. (laughs) So please just be more open to criticism and don't shy away from feedback. I think that's only two things though. That is two. Yeah. <laughs> One last thing, teenage Annika. You're not as weird as you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> There's weirder people out there, which is fine. That's Beautiful. what I say. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I have one last question. Yeah. What's your definition of love? Oh God. Um, I would say right now it's ever changing. And I would say my definition of love right now is just it's patient and it sees you in your entirety. It's very transparent and it's patient. That's what I would say. Nice. Well, yeah. I want to take this time to send some love your way. <laughs> I appreciate you so much for coming here. Being no our problem. first episode. This was um, fun. Everything that your organization has been doing throughout the summer and throughout COVID, it's greatly appreciated. I have delivered Share Food Program food to students and without that food they would have went to bed hungry so there's definitely a special place in my heart for share food philly i appreciate everything you're doing please send the law to all of the people that work at share food philly uh share food program sorry Mm -hmm. i keep calling it share food philly share food program (laughs) Uh, and yeah I, i just appreciate you and thank you so much no problem thank you guys thank you for having me yeah this was fun and the time went by so fast right (laughs) 